Asian American and Pacific Islander stories and perspectives exist beyond a single month. So in an effort to capture a snapshot of some of these stories, We Love Buford Highway and the Asian American Advocacy Fund come together through solidarity to bring you a three-part story series to highlight the voices and journeys of several API organizers here in Atlanta. Through group discussions and individual interviews, these local voices will unpack some of the victories, struggles, and complexities of identifying as AAPI in the South. The AAPI Organizing in the South series will put out new episodes every Friday, starting May 12th. Don't forget to follow this podcast to get notified every time we release another episode. story, you will hear Jamie Kim, Community Engagement Specialist for Asian American Advocacy Fund, and Alina Leap, founding partner of the law firm Your Ad Attorney and Community Advocate here in Atlanta. This is a conversation between the two of them, with a focus on Alina's story. Before the interview, she selected questions that spoke to her and shared her answers with Jamie. Trigger warning, conversations about racial discrimination and sexual abuse are mentioned in this episode. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the story. I mean, I guess just name or what? Name. I think I also ask people to show their pronouns. Okay. And then um, how do you see yourself connected to the conversation or the API community? Whatever you think is relevant for you. I'm curious. Oh, sure. Well, my name is Alina Lee. Uh, My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I have been involved in a lot of different community organizations, both 51C3s, C6s, and types of nonprofits over the last 10 years especially and I guess that's me yeah that's great <laughs> um, so then what important things what are some important things in Atlanta for you so well, Beaver Highway is a very important place for me I moved so I'm originally born in Boston moved to Florida when I was around nine years old and then we moved to a small town outside of Augusta Georgia called Evans Georgia when I was 14 years old and we thankfully when I was prior to when I was 14 all the communities I lived in were like fairly diverse like I would I was not the only Asian at my school for example like I might be the only Asian in my class but I would see other Asian people in my life Whereas when I moved to uh, Augusta, Georgia, Evans, Georgia specifically, I, my parents moved us to like a, a very white neighborhood and there were, I didn't see anybody who was not white in my entire, like I would go days or weeks without seeing anyone who wasn't white. Including, like, I would go to, I for one week, I went to the public high school that was in my community, and there was, like, 2,000 students at this public high school, and there were about five African-American students. Um, most of them were related. It was two different families, and then there was two uh, South Asian uh, students. They were siblings and me, and everybody else is white. And I had just never been in any sort of environment like that. When After my parents and I moved there, we realized we really missed our Asian community. We didn't realize like how we had just kind of taken it for granted. 
for so long. We drove all the way from Evans, Georgia to Buford Highway every single month. And we would spend for groceries, the, for groceries yeah. but also to like eat and just to like be around our people. And those became just really important and pivotal points in my life because I realized like I was just in Evans. I just felt like I was constantly on like walking on pins and needles. I never really felt very comfortable. People would like literally stare at me like yeah. when I went places and, and so Buford highway was where I felt like I was home where I felt like I could be me. I felt like nobody was staring at me or looking at me and I could like really be myself authentically. And that's when I started to really understand how important my Asian identity was to myself. Which is pretty young to experience that change. Yes, and what's so interesting is when I was seven, my mom actually sent me to live in Taiwan for a year. But I went to a like an expat school and so I never really felt like weird or like othered or yeah. like I would I remember when I went to Taiwan I, I missed cocoa puffs but I didn't feel like, like I, I didn't feel American. right yeah. I, I didn't feel like bullied I guess but I was actively bullied when I was in Evans Georgia and people would like were very openly racist and and so Buford Highway has always been a very important part of my life ever since I was 14 and even when I went to the University of Georgia I used to drive from Athens Georgia to Buford Highway I went to uh, Vanderbilt University for law school and we used to drive from Nashville to Buford Highway as well and so when my really good friend Marion Leo said she wanted to start a nonprofit that supported the multicultural beauty of Buford Highway I agreed to be her founding board chair and I was her board chair. Well, I was the board chair for over five years. It's amazing. And I mean, you already know this, but that story of going to grocery shopping or just to get some Asian food on Beaver Highway, like the Boston Market, right? It's such a shared one. I didn't ever have to drive this far. We were up in Beaufort, Georgia, right? I know where that is. Yeah. And back when I was young, I was probably the only Asian but it wasn't all white. It was there was diversity in that. There was a very like black and white communities. Mm -hmm. So, what made your family go to Evans, Georgia? So I was a very good golfer when I was a junior. Oh, wow. I was nationally ranked. I was top ranked, and my golf coach. I was part of like the David Lovetter Golf Academy in Bradenton, Georgia, and my golf coach moved from there to start his own golf academy in Evans, Georgia, which is his hometown. And since I was his star student, I agreed to go with him. And sadly, he actually got hooked on cocaine and disappeared to Mexico <laughs> and left me stranded in Evans, Georgia. <laughs> really? the end of your golf career. <laughs> That's nuts. It was a little wild. I actually skipped a bunch of grades, so I graduated high school early and went to the University of Georgia at age 15. Wow, from Evans, though, you were 15, and then you went to Athens, which is also maybe not on campus, but it's on the idea. Yes. 
so going to University of Georgia was not pleasant. Our first golf, my first golf coach. So I got recruited because I was a top-ranked golfer. Um, Duke was ranked number one. UJ was ranked number two in women's Division One golf in the country. I visited both. And there was snow when I went to visit Duke, and I realized I didn't want to deal with that. So I went to the University of Georgia. And I thought I wanted to be a professional golfer, so that's why I did that. I did not realize what I was signing up for and... Not only were there just, like, Confederate flags all over the place, people drawing Confederate flags, like, all day, every day, um, people being openly racist all the other day. It was not unusual to hear the N-word, you know, once a week oh, or seven. Okay. Yes. And including, primarily, sadly, from my golf team members. So. Really from students. Yes. Yes. And so, and my first golf coach, was fired for sexually harassing us. So it was a very unpleasant experience. (laughs) It's not funny, but it's, I mean, you have to, like, you laugh or cry. It was just terrible. Yeah. Yes. And I'm also a victim of childhood sexual abuse, so to then be abused again in college was terrible. I think it's just, like, you have to hold so many things. And I was talking about with Ricky earlier. We're going through so much. And then on top of that, to be like to then have to deal like with the very hard identity stuff, it's just it's so much all the time. Can I ask you? I know you want to tell us to answer this question. Can ask ask any you, question. Uh, like what? When did you feel like you plugged into then a more like a community that more reflected who you were or your culture or your background? If you were another person than yeah, it's bigger. When did you feel like you felt you found home? Sure. I think it really wasn't until I was a little bit when I was in law school. There was the Asian Law Student Association, and I was I was involved at with at Vanderbilt Law School, and I was like, I was an active volunteer, and I was even the president my third year of law school. And then after that, really was when I graduated, moved to Atlanta. Graduated from law school, moved to Atlanta. I joined the Georgia Asian Pacific American Bar Association, the Korean American Bar Association my first year as a first year attorney. And that's really when I felt like I found community. What what made you come back to Atlanta after school? Well, I had lived in the South for quite a while, moved again, moved to Florida when I was nine and then had lived in Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee. So the southeast felt like home i liked the climate and so atlanta has like the largest legal market it was really about job opportunities i'm an only child and my parents made it very clear to me that i needed to be able to financially support myself and support them i think a lot of immigrant yeah. children can relate to that and so it was important to me that like i go to a city that had good job security and there's a lot of good legal jobs in Atlanta. Yeah. Did it feel very different when you weren't in the South that kind of made you more dedicated to coming back to the Southeast besides the weather? I think that, well, like I said, Buford Highway had always felt like home to me since I was 14. And so... Being in Atlanta was nice because, again, like, 
every few months, every month or every few months, I had been making this voyage to Beaufort Highway. And so to be in Atlanta meant I was very close to Beaufort Highway. And what I always loved about Atlanta's community versus other, like, you know, California or, or the Northeast, which are other places where I've lived, is that it's not it felt more like home to me because you go on Beaufort Highway, there's a, a Latinx, you know, there might be a Mexican restaurant next to a Chinese restaurant next to a Vietnamese grocery store, right? Um, and because I'm half Korean, half Taiwanese, it always just felt, it felt more like a melting pot. I felt more accepted, actually, on Beaufort Highway than I did sometimes when I went to California, went to the Northeast, where I felt like the Chinese and Korean community didn't really mix and mingle to the as much as they do here they do right when you go to california a lot of times like the chinese folks go to the chinese grocery store and the koreans go to the korean grocery store but at least here basically everybody goes to h bar (laughs) right and then you know like okay for chinese you go to like the the chinatown plaza has like a great chinese a grocery store in there but everybody basically goes to the same grocery store and H Mart stocks stuff for everybody right yeah. or the farmer's market the Grove Highway farmer's market stocks stuff for everybody I love that you point that out because I don't think about it often but maybe because Atlanta was kind of like haphazardly trying to figure out like the Asian community that we did kind of get forced to share community spaces in ways that like really established spaces I just, I guess I wanted to say that I think it's so important to, like, what you're doing here is so important. Collecting these stories is so important because these stories otherwise would not be collected is what I believe. And every single story matters, and it's only through these stories that we can really, like, like learn about ourselves and reflect on ourselves and reflect on the things that are important to us and what makes us who we are and so I just really applaud you all for spending the time to to do this project thank you so much for sharing your story and I hope that this process also helps you I don't know what to say but that, that you are a Thank you for sharing. Um, Thanks, Janie. Thank you for listening to this special series of AAPI organizing in the South. We at We Love Beaufort Highway and the Asian American Advocacy Fund believe that listening is an important way to bridge gaps between communities. So thank you for taking the time to lean in and learn with us today. Be sure to share and rate each episode as we work collectively to amplify the voices of Atlanta's API communities. See you next week.